0: Welcome, thank you for joining me here on Trinity of Life. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host of this program, and I am still here in Hawaii on the beautiful island of Oahu. Today we are here at the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. This is their beautiful piece of land here, which we will also give you a little feel for in uh, during this interview. I have a very special in- individual with me today that uh, has been a mentor in my life, a dear friend, and truly a loved one. Um, Her name is Cynthia Chu, and it brings me great honor to have with me today one of my dearest individuals in my life that has made much change (laughs) for me. (laughs) Um, Hello, Cynthia. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for
1: inviting me.
0: So, Cynthia, We would like to share with our community and the communities out there what it is you do. A little of your background, of course, so that it kind of leads us into this galaxy of knowledge that you carry, (laughs) if I may say that.
1: Uh, Gee, where do you start? Um, I tried to do this earlier today, figure it out. I had a hard time. Let me give you a background. And both of my grandparents, my, both grandmothers, paternal and uh, maternal, were born and raised here yeah. during the time of the kingdom. So when Hawaii was a kingdom in the 1800s, both of my grandmothers were born. Pretty amazing, mm-hmm. isn't it?
0: So they were born here, and and where were their roots
1: from? Um, Chinese, but already here. Mm -hmm. So I know my mother's mother actually got trained by a kahuna. But You know, when we were growing up, and this is before statehood, everybody's uncle and auntie, and you never know the names, and you really don't know who's related to who because... It was the time where I was blessed to be raised during the Renaissance time of the territory of Hawaii, where we didn't have to lock doors and, you know, you'd you'd all be cared for because it was one big ohana. And if you remember in Lilo and Stitch, ohana's a big deal.
0: I think the society really remembers what that word is from that movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you know, the story about that one is they had a cab driver. You heard the story about Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) (laughs) They had a cab driver. These guys from Disney had a cab driver on Kauai, take them around so they would understand and everything. And so the cab driver started to tell them about Ohana. And it was from that cab driver that the movie shares Ohana. Mm. And that's what we're about. You know, we're about Ohana. And like this tree, okay, you don't know where the real roots are because the benefit is the tree, but the roots go everywhere. And that's what we're about. When we were little during that that period of time before statehood, no didn't exist. Do you know that one?
2: No. No.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the word no did not exist because there was no way we could say no to our elders. Do you remember or were you after that time? (laughs)
0: I I know growing up in my tradition, (laughs) in my culture, that didn't exist at all.
1: (laughs) So whatever the elders told you to do, you did. So it was, because we were so far apart, you know, there weren't the tunnels and everything. When we went to the beach and we had a family gathering, it was like a three-day event. You know, because the family would gather and We'd have, well, you know, our, our weather's a little different. So we had patios without screen and the ocean right there. And punees, which is like, mm, like hideaway beds, okay. you know. And then everybody had their lau mat and they could, now they have futon mattresses, but we didn't need that in those days and all the kids would start to go to sleep at a certain time but while we were growing up, they taught us how to lomi because they're oh my 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 come lomi auntie's feet my hand no not like that like this and you're taught now I was one of those, I guess, that could be bribed a lot more. (laughs) And still to this day. (laughs) Right? So all the other kids would play and everything, and they'd have me do their feet or their hands or whatever because I don't know why. But I could be bribed, right? Come. And auntie gives you candy. Okay. (laughs) Have a nickel. And if I was lucky and I did it for like. Hung out with them for almost all day. I would get a whole quarter. That was a big deal. When a nickel bought milk nickel. (laughs) Ice cream. When you could get into the movies at five cents. A quarter was a big deal. So. Those those (laughs) were my days, you know. Entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) Easy to bribe. (laughs) The other because I was naturally curious. And because you don't you're not you your children in those days were seen but never heard. Mm -hmm. So you don't talk. So you're invisible, right? And the stories it would tell would just fascinate you and then perpetuate you into another universe because it was interesting. So much so that I learned to stay up at night to hear the stories. Mm. Because once the children go down at seven and eight o'clock, the stories start to come out. And you have to keep pretending you're sleeping. He how you old know? are how old were you? Gee, I don't know. I had to be at least 6 or 7 by then, you know, to to know that I would want to do this. And and I realized much later what I got to experience and when they start to tell a story Hawaiian Hawaiian style, not ho- just Hawaiian's, but in the ohana Talk story is uh, uh, a nodality of communication. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when when they talk story and they start to tell a story or weave this tapestry, if you don't have the matching thread, Mm -hmm. the story ends. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. someone else will bring the matching thread and continue this weave of this story and by midnight, you don't know who's telling the story.
2: Hmm.
1: The only thing you feel is that God, Kea is talking. It's, anyway, hmm. can you imagine? It was a great time.
0: Hmm. I can't imagine falling asleep to those stories. Oh, oh yeah. But, you know, you're
1: never really asleep either, you know. And that's how our childhood was. Because, of course, it was (laughs) (laughs) pre-TV. Not pre-radio, but Mm -hmm. Mm pre-TV. Now, where shall I go with this? My dad um, was the first Asian in the United States to own a radio station. So he was in Who's Who of America, Big mm-hmm. Whoop, right?
0: Well, that's pretty big here in for Hawaii, though.
1: It was, because, you know, he had so much prejudice, right? Asian, right? And mm-hmm. it's owned by Howleys. right? And he was the radio engineer for KGU, which is Howley, right? So, yeah, it was interesting. But while he was an engineer for KGU, KGU um, was one of the radio stations or the only radio station Hmm. in the early 50s. And they used to do something called the American, no, the Royal Hawaiian Band broadcasts on Sunday. Because on Sunday... In Kapiolani Park, there used to be a bandstand. There is a new one, but there was an old one there. And the Royal Hawaiian Band would play every Sunday after church, and it was a big deal. All the families would gather, and the children would play, because it would be fun, and you would have these Hawaiian singers and music, and it was just fabulous, fabulous. But anyway.
0: That was something to do on a Sunday Absolutely. without television, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: And we get to hang out with all of these Hawaiian musicians, mm-hmm. like uh, Nina Machado, who was called the, the songbird of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And in fact, she gave me, she named me my Hawaiian name and my sister. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be in the 40s, right? Yeah. <laughs> pre-war man <laughs> and 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 my my father uh, in those days put together a radio station and in those days, they didn't have um, electronics the way we do now. Oh. so oh, their transformers that. were like huge and so kind of a joke because I tell my sister. Do you know our dad played with crystals before we did? Because it was crystal radio. Oh you right?
0: Yes.
1: And, and, and was, it was, that was, it, it was a magical time for us. We were very blessed. Mm. Very, very blessed. Mm. And I thought my mother was so wimpy. Because I thought, oh man, here I am a tomboy, you know, and I'm going to every different family every summer because I could, whereas my sisters didn't. I did.
0: More stories, yeah? Yeah. You're following (laughs) the stories.
1: So, anyway, where was I going with that? Oh, my mom. I thought, gee whiz. See, I'm my father's only son, so I'm judging my mother. Hmm. She goes to have her hair done once a week and gets a massage once a week. How wimpy is that? (laughs) Boy, how little did I know. (laughs) Right? Which side of the table are you on now? (laughs) Boy, like, oh, my
2: gosh.
1: <laughs> I I had no idea that my mother was the epitome of an example of a goddess, right? Taking care of herself, doing what is necessary, and mm-hmm. all of this type of thing. And now it's now. And we have realized in the last... 30 years, about preventive, because angels exist, and alternative is what it is.
0: Well, actually, now they're starting, (coughs) interestingly enough, starting to move away from the word alternative, and actually moving (laughs) into the word holistic. Yeah. As a whole, and combining all the different resources and modalities that we have today and creating that flow. And it's not even about preventative anymore, it's about wellness.
1: Exactly. And we really have to, when in the year 2002, I was with Kahu Abraham, and you know, kahunas are different. We're just, we think differently, we look differently. Abraham.
0: Can you can you give our audience um, the definition of a kahu?
1: Uh, kahu is uh, a, like a spiritual minister. Hmm. Kahuna is really means mastery,
2: hmm.
1: right? Hmm. So you're a doctor of psychology or philosophy, or stargazing, or time travel, that's the master of, right, kahuna, so huna is a a lifestyle, which curiously enough, that was my father's name, kahu, and he named his radio station kahu,
0: oh, that's very cool, very cool. (laughs) <laughs>
1: very really cool. So
0: K H U. That's the K A H U, that's a great <laughs> title.
1: <laughs> Don't go through the rest of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so it oh that was interesting. So he said so Kahu Abraham said, you know, they have the MRI machines now. We don't have to work as hard because the MRIs do what we do when they win. Now, what I learned in the last 20 years is that I used to be in neurotechnology. What that is is new age toys. And what I found out <laughs> when I went to Indonesia for training, because I couldn't get the training here, is those toys are what we learned in our past past, in a different lifetime, in a different time that was passed down from generation to generation. And as science has evolved, and we have become more aware of quantum. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Our ancient work is acknowledged. So here is the future of science in holographic quantum physics, Mm -hmm. being able to define what we do.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Not because we do it differently, because the universe has evolved. And once you become aware of something, that's it. Mm -hmm. And that's the basis actually of a lot of my work. You know, if you're not aware of it, you're not gonna address it, Mm -hmm. right? So once you accept that, okay, yes, you exist, then we can do work. If you don't, now a lot of people, um, I was talking with someone yesterday and I said, when, when you have an accident and, okay, so here I am in new tech toys, right? <laughs> Neuro, neurotechnology and this we came across this question, the hypothesis, right? Because you're doing theorems and you, so if someone had a tragic accident or a trauma, would, it make a difference if we took the astrological time that occurred in their birth path, moved it to prior, fed it into the body at a cellular level at the fr- that frequency, mm-hmm. using the combination of color, light, sound, and, mm-hmm. and also biorhythms and all of this, fed it in, would that body heal and remember? Right? We tried it. Now the problem at that time was that the technicians who ran the machines got affected. We didn't need that tone and yet we're running it, it's affecting us. Hmm. So also curiously, in the year 2002, I went to see a friend of mine I hadn't seen in years, you know, like uh, Christina. <laughs> and his name uh, is Don Estes. And frankly, he's really close to where he live.
0: I do believe I've met him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has the largest library of resonance mm. and sound on the internet. He also is the inventor of the viper sound.
2: Hmm.
1: He also has a chart that has all of the frequencies of the whole universe on it. Doesn't that wow. sound
0: He's come a long way since I think I met him back in uh, about 8 or 8 years ago. I think 8 years ago. Right?
1: You introduced me Oh, must be. I haven't seen you in eight years. So yeah. Well, on that chart that he has. No. So he says, you know, because we had talked, we knew the, the hypothesis, right. So he goes, so this is what, he did. He had all of these computer geeks, right, and they offered him time on his, on their. It's not one computer. They're they're so incredibly geeky, brilliant, (laughs) that they build programs for their military. Mm -hmm. I mean, what does that tell you? Who has the most money, right? Military of other countries. So what Don did was he ran sounds through these computers for over two, two years, that would have taken maybe 10. Hmm. And he goes, I found the common and tone. And I looked at him and I went, oh, so you're telling me you found the sound of God. It's on the chart. <laughs> so if, if you get back to Venice or Santa Monica, have your voice, um, made Mm -hmm. interesting and then maybe go back and have another real interview maybe with Trinity Mm -hmm. you know with Don because he's pretty amazing now I found that rather curious that in the same year 2002 that Abraham told me that and Don Estes told me that And it was the double snake year.
2: Hmm.
1: Remember that? Yes. The double snake year. One year after the Twin Towers. Right? Which was a double dragon year. Only in 500 years now. I know you can't remember that far. So the double snake year is the same thing. It doesn't happen very often. Like in how many hundred years?
0: Right. Double dragon year was uh, 2000. Okay. Right? Because this year is a year of the dragon this year.
1: Okay. So yeah, whatever it was there it was 2000. The and it yeah, and then the year after. So maybe it was 2001. But you know, okay, so I'm off a year. Okay. So depends on which calendar we're yeah, talking really, about. Really, yeah. <laughs> But think about it. Double snake year. Where else have you seen the double snake? Not in oriental asian try greek
0: but the isn't caduceus. it also yes i was going to say on the medical okay so they're still using it today
1: exactly exactly temples of apollo right mm-hmm. and what is what well this is my interpretation of the caduceus the so shaft is your spine, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yep.
1: And the rest all intertwines.
0: Like a DNA strand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Even more so. Or like that, you know. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of what the work that I do. Um, I like to say I'm a jumper cable.
0: <laughs> and I'd like to sort of verify that she
1: is (laughs) because people say well what do you do and I really kind of am not very nice sometimes when I say things I'm learning to be better (laughs) I said you know don't come to me if you want a massage you know go to go to a massage therapist it's like getting an oil change yes. do that but if you want an overhaul then you come because you know sometimes oh gosh i don't no i don't think you met her moana was one of the students after you and so i was with her a couple weeks ago cuz she was giving me a lomi And I'm telling her how, you know, do this. I said, "Monet, don't you use the work in your massage? She goes, as the last resort. I said, why? She said, because I'm not sure. I said, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She said, I did once. And that person came back and said, the pain went away, never came back. I said, that's what I mean. Not that you're not going to have clients because the pain goes away. Because we're built in layers, like Mm -hmm. layers. So you want to keep peeling the layer off.
0: Keep taking those layers of the onion. I
1: always say, keep peeling the brown stuff off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, sometimes it's kind of teary, but it works.
0: I I think you said uh, very early on in this interview, it's almost like um, the people who are ready to make change or who are ready to make a shift and be, um, to really see what it is.
1: Well, you know, people, people say, yeah, they want this and they want that, but they really don't sometimes because it's scary it's scary not to have that old thing of saying oh well I had this because and you don't have a reason now so now what
2: yeah
1: <laughs> you know are you ready for your greatness that's the bottom line are you ready to do the best you can do because if you are I'll support you in it And that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. So, no, I'm not in the phone book. Mm -hmm. It's only by referral. Mm -hmm. Because there is no way I can tell you what I do. But you can. Uh,
0: You know, Cynthia, what's really interesting is is actually not. (laughs) Because, you know, all I say is I do body work. And I dabble in the healing arts because it's really a combination of everything, right? And it's ever-changing as, mm-hmm. as I, I, I think when people go, well, is it Reiki? Is it a Lomi? And I go, it's a combination. There's no certification for what, what this is. It is what it is, and it is what it is for the time it is. And depending on the individual, okay. I know.
1: <laughs> Did you get that? It is what it is. For the time that it is, it is.
0: And that's my only explanation description uh, when people ask my clients before, well, what is it she does? They look at her <laughs> and say the same thing. I don't know, but it works. <laughs> I mean, has anyone tried to explain what it is you do?
1: Actually, I'll do it simply. Uh, how simple is it? <laughs> it says, it's the ha, the breath. <laughs> okay, So, exactly. What what did. All right, so let's go with ha ha vela. So, if you're a kahuna ha ha, you're an OBGYN. Hmm. Kahuna ha ha vela. Now, when you have ha, it's a breath of life. But anytime you have a double, like ha ha, it's like an exclamation point.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So, it is, Vela is heat of the hands. So what is it? It. It's the breath of life through the heat of the hands. Mm. And in Hawaiian, there's always kauna. Kauna? Yeah, the other side. Because if it's one side, there always is another the kona so the kona of hahavella is spiritual midwifery does that make sense mm-hmm. because anytime the body comes becomes one again reconnects with itself remembers spirit comes in mm-hmm. And that is their experience, right, of feeling oneness again is the re-experience of God's sense within yourself. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was three blinks. Christina, (laughs) that makes really good sense, doesn't it? That was
0: actually one blink. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually completely still. And yeah, when you looked went, at me, then I blinked. <laughs> yeah.
1: But doesn't that make sense? Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I love that term, spiritual midwifery. I think that's a, that's a new term for us right now. It's lovely.
1: Well, you know, all of the Hawaiian bodywork, right, Lomi, all of it, all has to do with spirit. Mm-hmm. So what I share in Ha Havela is the highest form of lua and what is Lua? Self defense. So one of my teachers said, Easy to break bones, can you fix it? So there used to always be someone who knew Haha Vela that went into the wars with them and everything because mm-hmm. you would have to reverse whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: So so just to let everyone know, Lua is the martial form of of the Hawaiian form of martial arts, Right. okay? So it's like Tai Chi, Tai Chi, which people are very familiar with that word, though they see it practiced in the gardens and everything, Tai Chi is actually a very powerful way of war <laughs> and the martial side of it. And the Tai Chi that people are seen practicing is actually the other, the flip side. Exactly, And it,
1: and, and it's really interesting when Hina, the Hawaiian goddess, moon goddess, right? Sent her sister, Laka, to teach the dance. She told her, go teach the dance. As I followed it, this is what led me to Indonesia. Because this dance, what we call the hula, and different forms Mm -hmm. throughout the Pacific, very similar. Mm Same power, same everything. What is it, It, right? It's the Philippines, it's China, it's Tai Chi, it's Jigong, it's um, Karate, Mm -hmm. it's Taekwondo, all with energy. What is it? To me, um, we are an electromagnetic body. What do I do? Why I say jumper cable? We work with the electromagnetic field of the body. The um, connective tissue of the body carries the electromagnetic field. So you can manipulate the muscles all you want, but until you get to the electromagnetic field of the body, the, the connective tissue, the fascia, all of this, you're gonna always have the same issue. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? There, I explained it. Now what are we gonna do for (laughs) the other 40 minutes? (laughs) I did good, yeah? (laughs) Real good.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, The work that you do, Cynthia, you actually, it's hands-on, right?
1: Oh yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be, but yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, if you're jumper cables, you <laughs> Don't you have to attach one in. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Just be careful. Because sometimes people are four, four, four tw- oh, no, 240, 220 lines, and you're only a 120 is not good. You know, I asked one guy who would do it. You know, I was in Marin, and so I got a massage therapist to this guy who could stretch me and and I said, did you ever get shocked before? He goes, never. I'm grounded. And I looked at him and I said, how long have you been doing this? He goes, nine months. I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gotten shocked? You've done it enough. You, yeah. You've been shocked.
0: Yes. No matter how grounded yeah. <laughs> you like think you are. It. It's like, unless you're like this beautiful banyan. And even then, I'm sure it gets shocked now then. <laughs> and then.
2: And it's
1: interesting because the people who you think won't shock you, shock you. You know, this real very nice teacherly type and so sweet, and you zap it and go, whoa, where is all that energy coming from? <laughs> but it, it, you know, we are... So in such a a time where if I, I don't have television, but when I see TV commercials, it cracks me up. You know all of these little pharmaceuticals that tell you it may cause impotency or heart or <laughs> kidney failure and on occasions die and I'm thinking wow do you do you you know that all of this is not for us it's for your children they're brainwashing your children now because they only have to give the true side effects for two years and after that they don't by law. And pharmaceuticals have to get out there because people are no longer requesting, right? So they have to get you to ask your doctor. And your doctor is probably one of the 90% that failed pharmaceuticals. Oh, that's great to know.
0: But, I mean, there is so much out there right now, and there's so much so-called pharmaceuticals right there. It's so hard to keep up. And I can understand how, you know, d- giving it to the doctor's credit as an individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're bombarded all the time. Always. Completely bombarded. And there's so many I know who are now beginning to look at things in an like holistic way. Like getting into the meditation, they're actually prescribing their patients to do meditation or yoga or other kinds of physical exercise that isn't the physical that used to be, like Mm -hmm. which is walking or swimming or running, but more meditative, more breath work. Yeah, yeah, which is really great to to see. And, And I know because the more and more that we're interviewing, the more and more of them are actually open to those forms and massage. Go get yourself a massage once a week. You need to just stress away from giving, as opposed to giving them Prozac or something.
1: Exactly. Well, you know, I'm in an elevator, and where I am is in senior housing, right? So it's independent living. And there's this sign that says, Kung classes for a relaxing. They give Kung classes every Tuesday at
0: 9.30. That's great. That's, no yoga classes? No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet.
1: Not in this one. But of course, and you know, it, it's about movement. You know, and, be, and because I have this interesting thing going on with my knee, I learned that I can go into the water and have a great time
2: yeah.
1: running around and, you know, exercising without stressing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I support everybody in getting more exercise because I haven't been and and I want to. And you want to
0: exercise. Oh yeah. Oh, this okay. is a new one, everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> You've all heard this. We <laughs> have this on camera. <laughs> Cynthia Chu has now decided that it's time to exercise. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, we have a place here called the Honolulu Club, which is membership. I love it because the pool temperature is like 90 degrees. Oh, is that lovely? Oh,
0: it's that's wonderful, and it's really good for your knee.
1: Oh yeah, and then they have cardio, exercise, and Zumba in the water, okay. which is a little ridiculous for me, but okay, I'll. Do that. <laughs>
0: Might as well go for it. You only live once. Yep, yep, yep.
1: And I drink my green drink, of course. Oh, you don't know about that one.
0: Oh, another green drink. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, it's. I'll give you some later. But I, I would not be without it because it has reduced. Um, it's gotten me more active because before that I could not sit for longer than two hours. Whoa because of, you know, my back and all whatever the story of aging is. Yeah.
0: It's it's being that jumper cable for so many yeah. people and and those jumper cables kind of get a little bit clogged now and then with all those energies running in and out and in and out.
1: Oh, I don't know. You know, I was in an interesting place on Monday or, you know, last week and it and so I decided, well, you know, I have a free massage. I'll I'll go get this done. And this is a shiatsu master, and yada yada. And I cracked up. I told Katie, when I'm done, I I told Katie, I have a I consider a high pain level, mm-hmm. threshold so pain. And I was like ready to go, uncle! Uh, <laughs>
0: like, oh my god! I, I, what what were you having done?
1: Just body work, but shiatsu, and it was oh. so. That's how I described it when I went to. The, how was your massage? Intense. See, that's that's interesting that you say that because because some of the work
0: you do is very intense,
1: but not painful like that. Well, painful but not like
0: that. Beg to differ with some people <laughs> that have been on that table.
1: <laughs> well, you know, in the past eight years, energies have changed. Mm-hmm. So what used to take me two hours takes me like 40 minutes. What used to take a lot of energy takes a lot less. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Do you think that has to do with with what's happening right yeah. now? I mean, everything is moving fast. Everything. It's almost like, and they're even saying that time is actually moving faster. It's like that clock that they always go by, that world clock, and they're even saying that they have to move it forward so many seconds or whatever per year now because things are just energetically
1: well on a physical level it shows up on a non-physical level I know who I was talking with Rhea because she does the destiny readings and you can do this and I said you know the joke is we've never been here before ever so we don't we can't do recall of oh I remember when I could because you can't that's how much we've moved you know in this energetic so don't beat yourself for not knowing what you're doing because
0: so you know that memory loss as we get older (laughs) we've got a reason for it now (laughs) (laughs) exactly
1: Because we have not been in this energy before. This is Kali Yuga. Mm -hmm. Kali Yuga? Yeah, you do yoga, don't know Kali Yuga. Okay. (laughs) It's the beginning of the end. So Kali Yuga is the end of um, that Indian calendar. Which is, happens to be coincidentally the same calendar as the Mayans and the Hawaiians and the Tibetans.
0: I didn't realize that the Hawaiian and the well, the Hawaiian calendar was so similar.
1: Yeah. We're all lunar. Mm-hmm. The only one that isn't is the one that has to turn the clock forward every fast. <laughs>
0: You mean the one that we all follow by worldwide, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, when I was in Indonesia, it was really interesting. So I'm watching you and your son and his different languages and all of this. And in Indonesia, they, they have to know Sanskrit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. right? They have to know Indonesian. They have to know um, Arabic.
0: I think it's only recently that the English has come in a little stronger, and they're allowed to speak Chinese again. Yeah, so
1: you know, it's it, it's this type of thing that's going on, and they observe three calendars. Yeah. Tibetan, I mean. Oh yeah. So they, you know, we we pagans. I love using that word because people go, <laughs> but it's <laughs> so true. We are pagans go by a lunar calendar. Mm-hmm. And like in Hawaiian, there, there's there gotta be at least 30 different names to call the moon. Mm-hmm. In which phase and, and what time and when to plant, what to do. Mm-hmm. And Chinese have that too. Mm-hmm. What wrong with us? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember uh, going to the temple and finding out when to marry and everything, and oh, so yeah. you know, Temple said, "No, no, not this year, next year. So being right young and not too bright, I waited till January seventh to get married. You didn't tell me that Chinese New Year is on the eighteenth. Hey <laughs> well, oh, obviously God. that marriage didn't quite work that well. <laughs> So it's a, it's about listening to our elders, and when we're young, we don't, because we think we know better. But now we're older, we know better that we don't know.
0: <laughs> you know that you don't know.
1: That is a sign of wisdom. When you start to know, you don't know. I'm waiting for my grandson to get there. <laughs> yeah we we're so blessed here because we have multicultural place that is wondrous and we we honor yeah we're pagans you know but imagine if you weren't born on an island you wouldn't have an island mentality what does that mean that you don't count your blessings every time it rains you don't know how it is to not be in another country's energy all the time (laughs) you're 2,500 miles away from any large mass now come on Christina coming from the mainland here how did it feel the first day? Let me interview you.
0: <laughs> I have to tell you, it's always a blessing to step on that plane on the way here. Whether it be here or the Big Island or Mal- any of these islands. Mm-hmm. It's like... finally drifting away. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah, it, it is... It, Because there is, I mean, yes, the first 48 hours, it's about the pace. Mm -hmm. It's about unwinding what is so wound up from the pace, the the drive, the, you know, just everything about, even LA is pretty laid back compared to New York City, (laughs) you know, but it is just the whole shift from being in a desert to a full tropical atmosphere. To a place where it takes five times longer to get something done. You have to, (laughs) you know, because you have no choice. You just have to be still. You just have to be within the spirit of these islands.
1: Exactly. Now, when I used to work in Waikiki and people, you know, imagine how blessed we are that only one out of maybe 50,000, and I'm being very generous, ever dream of coming here, get here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I'm being generous. I think you're being generous. Yeah, but anyway. And I have people come and tell me, I feel like I've been here, I'm meant to be here. And you know, you always hear the same story. And then some places we say, "Yeah, visit, but don't buy here." <laughs> but anyway, the the thing is, you know, originally. You know, you know the story of Mu. Lemuria and Mu, right? Continent. I, I think I think you need to explain that. Pardon me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're speaking to a wide audience now. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, you know, people talk about Atlantis and Lemuria, but there was a continent called Mu, M-U. And in the early 50s, a trilogy was written about Mu, continent of Mu, children of Mu, anyway, that type of thing. A In the 50s, imagine, early 50s. Well, one of the theories is that the moon is where, could fit into where the Pacific Ocean is. Mm. So it got pulled out, right? That was Mu.
0: That was Mu as in, not the moon was Mu. The area where the moon
1: got pulled out of was Mu. Right, right. Okay, so, this is gonna take too long. So what I'm gonna do, shorten the story. And I tell people, okay, Remember when you land here, the first five minutes. Because if you can remember the first five minutes you've been here, it takes the mind five minutes to go take you into a denial that you were here before. Hmm. So that's how you know if you're a Lemurian or not, if you're a Mu'ai which is what it's called. You're a Mu'ai. You know, you're part of Mu, a citizen of Mu. And, yes. and then another time on Kauai, I'll take you to a kahuna that can very much indoctrinate you in being a Mu'ai.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like in, in realms you would never believe, but anyway. But I, I'm keeping it simple. Yes. So when you landed and you got off the plane, because your sense is the first sense that's activated, right? Mm-hmm. When you're born, what is the first sense? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you smell? The island air. Oh,
2: Absolutely.
1: Right? And within 5 minutes your body, your mind goes into not denial no longer smell it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? You know that smell?
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> right? And and it isn't just about the flowers. Because you can land anywhere on any island, it'll be the same thing. Right? It's the sweetness of what? Our air? No, it's beyond that. What is it? Maybe if Aloha had a smell, that's what it would be. Right? Unconditional love. You know, just no judgment. Just be. And with that, aloha. Malama pono and take care of yourself. That's very beautiful. You see, this
0: is the, so this is Mu. Because we're in the middle of the Pacific.
2: Absolutely.
0: So, in actuality, what you're saying is, anyone who lands here, if their first time here, Within the first five minutes, if they feel like they're coming back
1: mm-hmm. to
0: something they know,
1: yeah,
0: exactly. they are from the land of Mu.
1: Exactly
0: from however many lifetimes away, the c- the cells always remember mm-hmm. before they hit the denial. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but well, I guess my son is definitely from Mu because he called to be born here. <laughs> And he wanted to be specific too on the big island.
1: <laughs> In the water with dolphins? Oh, you know that's like.
0: Couldn't it's do. so, yes, but you know, it's like timing, timing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, no, not yet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Any mother will know. It's like, oh, well, at least he chose it first, right? He, he chose the island. That's great. Okay, he chose the place. Great. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know? The universe is always in synchronicity. It's just our acceptance of it. And with that, Malama Pono on this great Kamehameha Day.
0: <laughs> I know, amazing. It's a, it's a holiday today here in uh, Hawaii, yeah. yes. And
1: on, on all the islands, and it's a big deal So much so that the parade that started at the palace may probably now be reaching Waikiki, which maybe you'll see some of. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. We'll definitely try to capture some of that to intertwine with this wonderful interview here with Cynthia, which this is the first time we've been able to interview her. And I know it's not going to be the last because hopefully we can bring and show you some of the work she actually does when she's actually doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be fun.
0: <laughs> Much easier
1: than an interview.
0: Oh, yes. and You know, one picture, no, no words. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one picture, no words. That's what she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Right. <laughs> so many uh, of us still work with that whole linear mind of, you know, it still takes the words to...
1: One day, let's do the facelift on video. That ought to be fun. That
0: will be fun. So that's what we will capture one day, hopefully soon in the near future. And uh, with that, I want to thank you all for joining us here at Trinity of Life. And again, it's Christina Suzuma Ma and on uh, the beautiful island of Hawaii, yeah. Oahu. Um, and catch us on YHTV, which is yogahub.tv. Thank you, and we'll look forward to having you join us again.
2: Aloha. Aloha. (laughs)